Some major astrological shifts are happening this year, and today we're going to delve into the energies and the themes of each of these big astro transits happening in 2023 and explore how they may be affecting the different areas of our lives. If you stick around at the end, I will be offering tips on how to navigate these transits and make the most out of their energies. Hey Shugs, if you're new here, hi, I'm Pix. I'm an astrologer that's been studying astrology for over 10 years. And a few really, really big changes come through in 2023 for all the signs, especially in March. So let's go over just a quick overview. Firstly, number one, Saturn enters Pisces on March 7th. Saturn doesn't change signs except for every three years. So this is a pretty big shift, especially for the mutable signs, but we'll get into that. Number two, Pluto enters Aquarius on March 23rd, which is a huge shift. The last time Pluto changed signs was 2008. So again, a majorly, majorly big shift, especially for the fixed signs. And we'll get into that later as well. Number three, Mars finally leaves Gemini on March 25th and enters Cancer. Mars... <laughs> Mars has been in Gemini for seven months, and um, so once it enters Cancer, it will relieve the mutable signs and put some pressure on the cardinal signs for a short time. Number four, Jupiter enters Taurus in May, and this is the like highlight, best transit of the year, very exciting to look forward to, and it brings good luck and abundance into the fixed signs of our chart. Number five, Venus retrograde in Leo happens July through September, providing quite the ordeal for the fixed signs and giving us all a little Venus recalibration. Number six, all the eclipses throughout the year are going to be happening in Taurus and Scorpio, as well as Aries and Libra. So we're having the ending of an era and the beginning of an era for the fixed signs and the cardinal signs. And that's the overview. The astro events of 2023 are definitely set to bring in significant shifts and new beginnings for all of us, and particularly noteworthy transits happen for everybody. So today we're going to go ahead and explore these events in more detail, and I will offer tips on how to make the most of these energies. Okay, so number one, Saturn enters Pisces on March 7th. Saturn, as we all know, is a very slow-moving planet, and it takes approximately 28 to 30 years to complete one cycle through the entire zodiac. That means that Saturn spends about two and a half to three years in each sign due to its retrograde pattern. So Saturn, we know, is known for its energies of discipline, structure, and responsibility. It's foundational stuff, Saturn. Generally, Saturn represents the lessons and the challenges that we have to face in order to grow and mature. If you were born during the day, Saturn transits are a little easier on you, and if you were born at night, Saturn is a little more challenging for you. So when transit Saturn enters Pisces specifically, it brings a certain weight and focus on Pisces and Jupiter themes. So an extra focus on spirituality, on creativity, and growth. I mean, Pisces is a water sign associated with imagination, intuition, and emotion ruled by Jupiter. 
And a Jupiter-ruled Saturn can help us tap into our inner depths and connect to our inner selves. Saturn in Pisces might encourage us to explore spiritual practices and continue connecting deeper with our innermost feelings and desires. Very deep compared to the last time Saturn was in a Jupiter-ruled sign. But at the same time, Saturn in Pisces can also bring challenges related to authority, boundaries, and self-discipline. That Saturn, after all, and Pisces is a sign that is prone to escapism and avoidance. And Saturn's energies may challenge us all to confront and overcome these type of tendencies that we have in our lives. It also might require us to set healthier boundaries and practice self-discipline a lot more than usual in order to, you know, get through our goals and our to-do list. Also, Saturn moving into a new sign brings opportunities for us to develop brand new skills and expand our knowledge in new ways, as well as deepen our connections with others and, again, explore spirituality. However, it is Saturn, so it might also bring challenges and tests that require us to confront our fears and limitations, Saturn's favorite thing to do, in order to grow and mature. Saturn loves to respond like that meme, it's too damn bad. Grandpa says it's too damn bad. So let's talk about the areas of life that might be affected by Saturn in Pisces. And I'm going to start first with the mutable signs in general. So that's Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces. Y'all can expect, or I shouldn't say y'all, because it's not just the sun, moon, rising. It's also those houses in everyone's charts, okay? We all have every sign in our chart. So we can expect the next three years to be an era of discipline, foundational work, and restriction on some level with the mutable signs, especially for those of you starting your Saturn return. So this might be a... Um, more challenging ingress for the year to come. Not that the entirety of Saturn in Pisces will be challenging, but that the initial change of Saturn moving from its domicile, Aquarius, where it loves to be, to assign Pisces, where it has no particular dignity. And so here are some things that Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and especially Pisces houses in our charts might expect to learn from Saturn transits. We have number one, the importance of discipline and structure. I know we all love hearing this, but Saturn's influence can help to strengthen and stabilize systems and structures in general. But it also brings about more emphasis on discipline and responsibility and following rules and regulations. So this is uh, can bring a learning opportunity to understand the importance of Saturn qualities in what, how we need this to achieve goals and create stability. Okay, another thing the mutables can expect to learn, the value of hard work and dedication, Grandpa says. Saturn's transits bring about challenges that require perseverance, hard work, and dedication, sometimes long-term commitments. Though, um, I guess through these experiences, you might learn the value of putting in effort and staying committed to your goals. Um, okay, number three, the need for adaptability and flexibility. So Saturn's going to teach y'all, us, I should say, about bringing in the need for adaptability and flexibility. And because usually 
adaptability and flexibility coincide with challenges and changes that require adjustments to existing systems and structures. So learning to be flexible can be a valuable skill in navigating all of this Saturn stuff. And the last point I want to bring up of what the mutable signs might expect from Saturn, uh, the role of loss and change in personal growth. So Saturn transits can often bring about significant changes and challenges that might involve loss or separation on some level. These experiences are hard, they can be difficult, but they can also be a very valuable learning opportunity to understand the role of loss and change with growth. Um, I mean, through these experiences, you learn to cope with loss and to find resilience in the face of change, which is a very important quality to have if you are living on Earth in this time. So overall, Saturn transits can be challenging, but they can be a major learning and maturing opportunity that help you understand the true importance of discipline, hard work, and adaptability in achieving stability and success. So the other area of life, we have a few other areas of life to look out for the Saturn ingress. We have government systems. Saturn is a planet associated with foundations, government, structure, responsibility, and so its presence in general brings about changes and challenges in the realm of government systems and structures. And one potential effect of Saturn in Pisces is a greater focus on accountability and responsibility within government systems. So Saturn's influence can help to strengthen and stabilize these systems, but it also might lead to increased scrutiny and pressure to meet certain standards or expectations which, if I'm going to be honest, they deserve. Uh, this could result in changes of policy and procedure, as well as a greater emphasis on following rules and regulations on a certain level. But additionally, Saturn in Pisces brings about the need for greater adaptability and flexibility within government systems. Pisces is a mutable sign, which is associated with adaptability and the ability to change and adapt to new circumstances. And so when Saturn is in this sign, there's a need to adapt to a changing circumstance or new challenges, which just require significant shifts um, to or adjustments to existing systems and structures. So this focus on stability and responsibility in government might bring about an emergence of new structures or systems that are designed to meet the needs of the collective, thanks to Pisces' involvement in this uh, mixture of things. So the other thing to look out for, financial structures. All these systems and structures are getting a little revamp with Saturn here. So Saturn rules financial systems and structures, and Pisces is a sign that is traditional traditionally ruled by Jupiter, which is a planet associated with wealth and abundance. When Saturn is in Pisces, it might bring about the focus on structure of financial systems and the need for stability and security in some way. So one potential effect with this would be greater focus, as I said earlier, on accountability and responsibility within financial systems specifically. 
So Saturn's influence can help strengthen and stabilize these systems, but it also leads to increased scrutiny and pressure to meet standards and expectations. Again, this results in changes in policies and procedures with greater emphasis on following rules and regulations. A shift with financial institutions or crypto is surely in the air. Additionally, Saturn in Pisces might bring about a need for greater adaptability and flexibility within financial systems. So some sort of need to adapt to changing circumstances within financial systems, new challenges um, that require significant adjustments, basically. And so this, this is mundane stuff. I don't even mean just for you specifically, but overall things to watch for in society. Um, especially because Pisces is a sign that's associated with the collective and the collective themes and the needs for the community. And so Saturn in Pisces might bring about focus on the distribution of wealth and resources within society. I hope. This might involve a shift towards a more equitable distribution of wealth or a need to find ways to support and uplift marginalized or disadvantaged groups. The other structure mundane structure that Saturn might touch on is education. So Saturn, the planet associated with discipline and structure, entering the sign of Pisces, who is traditionally ruled by Jupiter, a planet connected with wisdom, knowledge, expansion, learning. So as Saturn enters Pisces, there might be a focus on the structure and the discipline of education systems. And we've all seen the mess, right? So this might involve increased emphasis on effective, truly effective learning methods or a need to establish clear boundaries within education or expectations within education. I mean, for real, in, re in recent years, we've all witnessed the education system facing major challenges, to say the least, including the impact of the virus and the emergence of AI programs. So... Like the other things I mentioned, uh, Saturn and Pisces regarding education may have a renewed emphasis on accountability and responsibility within educational systems. This could involve stricter standards or increased pressure to meet certain expectations, leading to changes and um, shifts in policies and procedures. So. Saturn's influence might help us to stabilize and strengthen educational systems by promoting a greater focus on following rules and reg regulations. But, however, these rules and regulations need a little revamp, don't they? So, um, we also have elders and old people being a group of people affected by Saturn's movement. Saturn is a planet that rules old people, and Pisces is a sign that is sometimes associated with cycles and the passage of time, like Saturn. So Saturn in Pisces might bring about the focus on the needs and experiences of older people. And this might include a focus on issues related to aging, such as healthcare or retirement systems, or a shift in societal attitudes towards older people and their contributions. Generations are continuing to age, after all. Saturn's 
presence in Pisces might also bring about changes to systems and structures related to healthcare. And again, retirement. In the realm of healthcare, Saturn's influence might lead to a greater focus on accountability and responsibility, resulting in changes to policies and procedures. Um, and we've all seen the healthcare system also struggle to survive for the past, I don't know how long really, but you know, it's been heightened the past five, three years. Um, it could also, like I was saying, changes to retirement systems. All of these changes, Saturn just comes through to do the necessary things that strengthen and stabilize systems. And all of these systems are in need of an overhaul. So we're going to open our arms wide to this change. Okay, and we have creativity also being a theme of the Saturn into Pisces shift. Saturn in Pisces is a foundational time for creative pursuits. When Saturn's in Pisces, it helps us improve our creativity by providing a sense of focus and purpose to our creative endeavors. Um, so the other thing, though, is that Pisces is prone to procrastination and a lack of discipline, which is where Saturn comes in. Saturn's influence in Pisces can help you stay organized and on track with your creative pursuits, which can lead to increased productivity and better quality work. Yes. Additionally, Saturn in Pisces helps you develop a strong sense of inner discipline and determination, which is essential, essential for cultivating your creative skills and bringing your ideas to fruition. So with Saturn's influence, you might find it easier to stay motivated and committed to your artistic stuff. And when faced with challenges and setbacks, not really being bothered by it too much. Overall, Saturn in Pisces is a very beneficial influence to those looking to improve their creativity. And it helps provide a sense of structure and discipline that can be essential for um, achieving success in any creative field. Okay, lastly, my last point about Saturn entering Pisces, Capricorn risings, Aquarius risings, y'all better be listening here. You're about to embark on a Jupiter ruled next couple years. The past six years were Saturn ruled years for y'all. So this is a big shift for the Cap and Aqua risings. This is a very exciting time for growth and advancement for y'all. The last time Saturn was in a Jupiter ruled sign was November 2018 through December 2019 when it was in Sag. That time it was a bit more fiery and this time it'll be a little bit more inward. But you can expect your vitality to shift majorly. So what else can you expect? Capricorn and Aquarius houses, planets, or points can expect some Jupiterian or Pisces archetypes to layer on their experiences for the next three years. So what is that what kind of archetypes we got? We have the healer. Pisces is associated with compassion and the ability to heal. And people with strong Pisces influences might be natural healers or helpers. Another archetype to consider, the creative. Pisces is a creative and artistic sign, and those with strong Pisces influences might have a natural talent for creative expression. The mystic. Pisces is a very spiritual and intuitive sign, and those with strong Pisces influences might have a deep connection with the unseen world and have access to the very thin veil 
and an ability to tap into higher states of consciousness. We also have the explorer theme, like Jupiter is associated with the sense of adventure and the desire to explore new horizons. And so those with strong Jupiter influences might be natural explorers and have a desire to travel and learn new things. You might harness the teacher archetype because Jupiter is the planet associated with learning and wisdom. And those with strong Jupiter influences have a natural inclination towards teaching and sharing their knowledge with others. The last archetype to consider, the visionary. Jupiter is a planet of big ideas and grand plans, and those with strong Jupiter influences might be natural visionaries and have a talent for seeing the big picture and thinking outside the box. So let's talk about the last time Saturn was in Pisces. You can look back to the dates I'm about to list to get an idea of what to expect when transit Saturn enters this area of your chart. And some of you may be too young for this, but some of you will be old enough. So here's the list. We have May 1993 through April 1996. We have March 1964 through March 1967. We have February 1935 through January 1938. And again, this shift is going to affect all of us pretty majorly, but the shift will be loudest for the Cap Risings and the Aqua Risings and the Gemini, Virgo, Sag, and Pisces houses of our charts. And again, people with Saturn in Pisces begin their Saturn return with Saturn entering here. I'm not going to touch on the Saturn return aspect because otherwise this video is going to be too long, but be on the lookout for a Saturn return survival guide episode being released soon. Okay, number two, Pluto enters Aquarius on March 23rd. And Pluto is known for its energies of transformation and power and rebirth. And it represents deep underlying changes and shifts that take place in our lives, often at a very fundamental level. So Pluto is a very slow moving planet. I guess it's not technically a planet either, but I like Pluto. I'm gonna keep calling it a planet right now but it takes approximately 248 years to complete one cycle through the zodiac. So this means that Pluto spends a very significant amount of time in each astro sign, typically around 20 to 30 years in each sign. When Pluto transits through Aquarius specifically, it brings a focus, a bigger focus to societal and technological change, which we can already kind of feel. And Pluto has a very long retrograde cycle. So although it will be entering Aquarius this year, it will also be re-entering Capricorn near the end of the year. So we're not fully moving into Aquarius for another year or two. When Pluto transits through Aquarius, it brings a focus on societal and technological change, as well as transformations with collective values and beliefs. Aquarius is an air sign associated with innovation, individuality, and progress, and it can help us think outside the box and embrace new ideas and new ways of doing things. I bet we can already feel this vibe coming through anyway. Pluto in Aquarius might encourage us to challenge the status quo and embrace a more progressive and forward-thinking mindset. Time marches on, right? But at the same time, Pluto in Aquarius brings about challenges related to power and control dynamics. 
And this is kind of doubled down with Aquarius being the sign that can be rebellious and resistant to authority. And Pluto's energies challenge us to confront and overcome these tendencies. So Pluto entering Aquarius will require some of us to confront power imbalances and let go of unhealthy control dynamics in order to achieve more autonomy and personal freedom. So let's talk about the areas of life that might be affected by Pluto in Aquarius, both personal and mundane. Okay, first, the fixed signs. Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and especially Aquarius can expect the next decade to be an era of transformation, healing, and rebirth on some level, especially those of you have, who have planets or points in the early degrees of the fixed signs. So that's zero degrees to five degrees going to be extra for you because of the retrograde, extra transformative. And this might be another one of the more challenging ingresses of the year for some of us. Not that the entirety of Pluto in Aquarius will be challenging, but that the initial shock of Pluto changing signs will be shocking for the first time since 2008, no less. So here are a few things that Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and especially Aquarius houses in our charts might expect to learn from the Pluto transits. So Pluto can teach us how to navigate and adapt to significant changes. Um, Pluto brings about significant changes and teaches us how to navigate and adapt to that to help us grow and develop. And they can be difficult, but they bring up important opportunities for major personal growth and healing. Just talk to any Capricorn rising about their Pluto ingress and they will tell you a whole story about it, I'm sure. The other thing you can learn from a Pluto transit, how to tap into your strength and your power. Pluto is a planet associated with power and tra these transits help you tap into your inner strength and your inner power and take your power back in situations where you have given it away. And this can be a very powerful process and it helps you achieve your goals and overcome challenges when you can tap into your strength and power. Okay, the third thing that you can learn from a Pluto transit, how to let go of old patterns and old behaviors and old things that do not serve you anymore. So Pluto, Pluto transits can bring about the need to let go of old patterns and embrace new ways of being. And it's tough, but it's a very important step in personal growth and development letting go of old patterns, learning to let go of them so you can grow and develop in new ways. Which brings me to my fourth and final point of what the fixed signs can expect to learn from a Pluto transit. How to embrace transformation, not just weather it, but embrace it. Pluto transits can bring about very, very significant transformation. And learning how to embrace transformation is definitely a life skill. And it's important to remember that although it's difficult to embrace transformation, especially for y'all fixed signs, it, it's very empowering. Rebirth, rebirths are very, very empowering. So we want to embrace our rebirth, right? We don't want to be old, crusty, dusty forever. But overall, Pluto transits bring about very, very big changes. Not necessarily big, but significant changes and also teach you how to navigate and adapt to changes that help you thrive. And it's important to remember that um, 
it's worth it. The new opportunities and the new experiences are worth the transformation. So let's see, the other things that Pluto and Aquarius might affect. In general, societal and technological change, okay? When Pluto enters Aquarius, that's a, the sign associated with innovation, individuality, and technology. It implicates significant changes related to social and technological issues. So one of the potential obvious effects of Pluto and Aquarius is the emergence of the new technologies such as AI that has the potential to majorly disrupt and transform existing systems and structures. For real, AI, I think, puts some people, mostly copywriters, out of a job, although a real copywriter can do way better than AI. But for little businesses, AI is putting some copywriters out of business, but it's still only technical. And um, it's... It's going to be interesting to see, though, how shifts happen in education with AI just writing essays and whatnot. So this is all tied together. Additionally, Pluto and Aquarius might bring about greater focus on individuality and personal freedom and privacy within social and technological systems. We kind of hear about this uh, through the grapevine, but... Aquarius is a sign that values individuality and nonconformity, and Pluto's influence here might bring about a greater emphasis on personal freedom and autonomy within our social and technological systems. And this could bring about changes to policies that allow for greater individual choice and agency. We can hope, right? Okay, the other thing I want to talk about, Pluto and Aquarius, collective power is shifting. And... So Pluto in Aquarius brings about significant changes in the way that power is distributed and exercised within groups and communities. Aquarius is a sign that's associated with community and group dynamics, and Pluto's presence might bring about shifts and challenges to the traditional forms of authority. This could include the emergence of new social movements or the rise of collective power structures that prioritize social justice and equality. That leads me into the next point, personal liberation. Aquarius is a sign that values, like I said, individuality and nonconformity. And Pluto in this sign encourages individuals to break free from limiting beliefs and patterns and embrace your own unique and authentic self. And letting go of old patterns and breaking through free from ancient expectations, outdated expectations, especially from others and embracing your own individuality and your own uniqueness. So the last time Pluto passed through Aquarius was between 1778 and 1798, which was a very revolutionary and transformative period of time, which include the American Revolutionary War, which is the formation of the United States, the French Revolution, which was the overthrow, the overthrowal of the monarchy and the establishment of the democratic government in France, and also the Industrial Revolution was ripping around this time, seeing significant technological and economic changes, including developing new forms of energy, the mechanization of manufacturing, and the growth of urbanization. So, you know, the Industrial Revolution had a major impact on social and economic structures around the world. And looking back on this period of time, the last time Pluto was in Aquarius, it is very clear that it was a time of great change and great transformation that had a very lasting impact on the world. 
and it's a testament to the power of human progress and the ability of people to come together and make meaningful change in the world. So, you know, that period of time is always remembered as revolutionary and transformative, and it changed the way the world viewed power, money, technology, and society as a whole, and it's definitely something to consider for future years. Okay, and the third event of 2023, Mars finally leaves Gemini and enters Cancer on March 25th. Mars was in Gemini for seven months. <sighs> from August 20th, 2022 to March 25th, 2023. Mars is a very fast planet known for its energies of action, passion, aggression, energy. And Mars represents our drive, our motivation, and our vitality and our ability to assert ourselves and pursue our goals. And number three, the fact that Mars is leaving Gemini and so this is less about the fact that Mars will be in Cancer and more about the fact that Mars is just finally leaving Gemini and leaving the mutable houses alone. During Mars and Gemini, it was important to be mindful of not spreading yourself too thin and um, becoming too easily scattered or distracted. And it was a good time to focus on organizing your thoughts and setting clear goals because it was hard to do with Mars and Gemini. And you might have been a bit more sociable and open to engaging in mental pursuits with others. But when Mars enters Cancer on March 25th, it brings relief on our minds and more of a focus on emotion and nurturing and home and comforts. So that's an exciting thing. Um, I, I digress. Mars passing through Cancer will be a fairly quick transit, so I'm not going to spend much time on it. I just wanted to say, I just wanted to add on to all the changes happening in March specifically. So let's move on to number four, which is the first set of eclipses. Eclipses are astronomical events that occur when the moon or the earth blocks the sun's light, causing a shadow to be cast on the earth's surface. And... From ancient times, eclipses were seen as bad omens or bad luck, but nowadays they are seen more as significant events that bring about major endings and major beginnings over the next six months. So let's start with the solar eclipse on April 20th, 420 solar eclipse, yes. The eclipse is going to be at 29 degrees Aries, which is an, a sign associated with action, passion, and assertiveness. So this eclipse is generally going to bring significant endings and beginnings to the Aries house in your chart. And it might also bring a focus on taking action and pursuing goals towards the Aries house of your chart. And then the second eclipse of the first half of eclipse season is a lunar eclipse on May 5th. And this is an eclipse that occurs at 14 degrees Scorpio, a sign associated with intensity, transformation, and deep emotions. And so this eclipse might bring about significant endings or beginnings in the Scorpio house of your chart and bring a focus on transformation and letting go of what's no longer serving us in the Scorpio house of our charts. So for example, if the eclipses are hitting your first and seventh house axis, you can expect significant changes with your identity and your relationships over the next six months. If the eclipses are hitting your fourth and your 10th house axis, you can, you can expect significant changes with your foundation and your home 
and your praxis and job over the next six months. So this finishes the first eclipse season of 2023 and the next half of eclipse season will be in the fall. So this brings us to number five when Jupiter enters Taurus on May 16th and this is the most exciting transit of the year. Jupiter is a planet that's known for its energies of expansion, abundance, and luck and wisdom. Jupiter represents growth, opportunity, and good fortune as well as a sense of purpose and direction. And when Jupiter transits through Taurus, it brings a focus on Taurus things, on security, stability, and material success. Taurus is a sign about sensuality, practicality, and it's Venus ruled, and it can really help us cultivate a sense of security and comfort in our lives. And Jupiter and Taurus might, might encourage us all to focus on building a more solid foundation and create more abundance. At the same time, it can also bring challenges related to overindulgence and excess. We have a benefic, Jupiter, in a benefic ruled sign, Taurus, ruled by Venus. So we have a Venus ruled Jupiter, which can be hedonistic, to say the least. Um, Taurus, we like, I don't like the word lazy, but liking to chill, liking to overindulge, and Jupiter's energy might challenge us to confront and overcome any of those type of tendencies and might require us to balance our desire for stability and comfort with the need for growth and progress. So let's talk about the areas areas of life that might be affected by Jupiter and Taurus, starting with the fixed signs. That's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius can expect the following 12 months to be an era of expansion, growth, and abundance on some level. Again, this is probably the best ingress of the year to come. And so here are a few things specifically Aquarius, Leo, Scorpio, and especially the Taurus houses in our charts might expect to experience Jupiter transits. Firstly, increased opportunities for growth and expansion in the area in many different areas of your life, depending on which house it rules, but relationships, career, lifestyle, finances, all grow and expand. Also, improved understanding and wisdom, which might involve learning new things and gaining a deeper understanding and appreciation of the world that surrounds you on some level. We also have a greater focus on personal growth and development, which might involve setting new goals, working on personal projects, or simply feeling more motivated and inspired to work on personal growth. And then lastly, the last thing to look out for as a fixed sign, Increased feelings of abundance and prosperity, which is going to manifest in various different ways, but it could be financial abundance or simply a sense of abundance in your life overall. And that's a good segue to the next area of life we're going to look at, financial abundance. So Jupiter is associated with expansion and growth and its transit through Taurus might bring about increased opportunities for financial growth and abundance for everybody. This includes new job opportunities, new investments, and other sources of income. Jupiter in Taurus might also bring about a greater sense of financial stability and security in general. So this could include more stable income, better financial planning, or increased resources in general. But I do want to mention that Jupiter is a planet 
associated with wisdom and understanding and its transit through Taurus might bring about a greater focus on financial management and financial planning. So learning new financial skills or improving your existing financial skills such as budgeting, saving, and investing are all possibilities too. So the other area of life to look out for with Jupiter changing signs, physical pleasure and sensual enjoyment. So Taurus is a sign that's very sensual and Jupiter being there might bring about a greater appreciation and enjoyment for physical activities and physical experiences. So this could include things like exercise or sports or whatever other activities you do that bring pleasure and enjoyment to your physical body. Taurus is ruled by Venus associated with the senses and so this might bring about a greater appreciation and enjoyment of the senses. So food might taste better, music might sound better, art might look nicer, and whatever other, you know, experiences you have that bring pleasure through the senses. Lastly, Venus is associated with health and well-being, and Jupiter's transit through Taurus might bring about increased focus on physical well-being and our health. So improving diet, exercising, and taking care of your body in other ways are all supported with Jupiter in Taurus. May 16th. Jupiter will be in Taurus from May 16th, 2023 to May 25th, 2024. Okay, another area of life to consider with Jupiter entering uh, Taurus. Relationships. Taurus is ruled by Venus associated with relationships and emotional connection and intimacy. So Jupiter going through Taurus might bring about greater focus on intimacy, emotional connection, and relating. So Jupiter in Taurus could involve a greater desire for emotional depth and connection with others, or an increased willingness to be vulnerable and open with others. Jupiter in Taurus might also bring about improved communication and understanding in relationships. Learning new communication skills or improving existing ones is supported, or simply just having a greater appreciation and understanding of others is a little bit easier. Um, so Taurus is a fixed sign and it's associated with stability and security. And so Jupiter transiting through this sign will bring a greater sense of stability and security within your relationships. So it could involve a stronger commitment to relationships or a greater trust and support system within them also. Okay, lastly, kind of lastly, creativity and artistic expression is affected with Jupiter entering Taurus. It indicates that there could be new projects, new collaborations, or other opportunities to express your artistic talent. Um, it could involve taking new classes or workshops or practicing more or simply just spending more time on creative pursuits and enjoying it more. There could be also an increased attendance to like concerts or exhibitions or other cultural type events or simply just a greater appreciation for the beauty and the creativity of the world around. Now for reals, lastly. Sag risings, Pisces risings, listen up. Y'all are about to embark on a Venus ruled next 12 months. This is a very exciting time for y'all for your growth and development. The last time Jupiter was in a Venus ruled sign was around September 2016 through October 2017 when it was in Libra. 
So that time it was a bit more airy, and this time it'll be, be a bit more physical and a bit more material. Resources. But the Sag and Pisces houses, planets, points, can all expect some sort of Venus or Taurus archetypes to layer on your experiences, especially the rising signs. Sag and Pisces rising might be feeling a little bit more of these following archetypes for the next 12 months. Number one, the lover. Venus is the planet of love, and those with strong Venus influences are naturally romantic and passionate, so you might be feeling more romantic and passionate. Another archetype to consider is the harmonizer. Venus is associated with balance and harmony, so you could be getting more skilled at bringing people together and fostering positive relationships. Another archetype to consider is the creator. Uh, Venus has, you know, Venus ruled things have a natural talent for creating beauty and art. You can also consider the provider as an archetype. Taurus influences might be natural providers and protectors. The sensualist archetype. Taurus influences are highly attuned to sensory experiences and enjoy indulging in them. And the last archetype to consider with this for the rising signs, Taurus, uh, the builder. Taurus is associated with natural building and creating and are fixed signs able to see projects through to completion, which is important. So the last time Jupiter was in Taurus, we can look back to those dates that I'm about to list and you can um, get an idea of what to expect when Jupiter transits this area of your chart. So the last time Jupiter was in Taurus was June 2010 through June 2011. Before that, June 1999 through June 2000. Before that, it was March 1988 through March 1989. And before that, it was April 1976 through April 1977. Again, the shift is going to affect all of us, but the shift is going to be loudest for the Sag risings, the Pisces risings, and people with planets or points in any of the fixed signs. That's Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And I did want to mention that when Jupiter enters Taurus, it will enter in with a co-presence with Uranus, though the Uranus conjunction, the exact conjunction, won't happen until 2024. But Jupiter entering into a co-presence with Uranus and Taurus might bring about an influx of unexpected abundance or an, an amplification of the shakeups that Uranus and Taurus have brought to our food and resource structures over the past year or over the past couple years. We've all seen what, co what the virus did, right? But Jupiter conjoining Uranus and Taurus in 2024 might bring about even more unexpected financial op opportunities or changes or a sudden desire to make significant changes to well-being, appearance, or the emergence of new and unexpected relationships. These are all changes that are sudden and unexpected thanks to Uranus, but we don't have to worry about that until 2024, though it is important to note that there will be a co-presence until then. Okay, let's move on to the next event of 2023. Number six, the nodes shift to the Aries-Libra axis on July 15th-ish, depending on if you use the true node or not. 
The transiting nodes of the moon are the points in the sky that mark the intersection of the moon's orbit with the Earth's orbital plane around the sun. The transiting nodes shift between the uh, signs approximately every 18 months and their movement through the zodiac has significant impact on all of our lives and experiences. They're very um, important to consider with astrology because they indicate areas of life where you are likely to experience very significant growth and change via fate and destiny. I know the whole chart is karmic, but the nodes are extra fateful and extra destined. And overall, the North Node represents excess and new things, while the South Node represents letting go and old things. And briefly speaking, when wherever the North Node transits, you can expect some form of abundance. Wherever the South Node transits, you can expect some form of letting something go. We have been experiencing North Node abundance in Taurus and South Node loss in Scorpio for the past 18 months. But when the transiting nodes shift to the Aries Libra axis, it indicates a time of change and transformation with the themes of the self and the other. And the transiting nodes through this axis brings up issues related to relationships, balance, and fairness. Aries is a sign associated with self-assertion, leadership, me, a strong sense of individuality and autonomy. And North Node in Aries will bring about focus and highlight and bold on these themes. And so this might involve the need to step up and take charge of something or assert yourself, of assert your needs, or develop a strong sense of personal identity and purpose. At the same time, the South Node at the same time, the South Node in Libra indicates the need to let go or transform relationships and balance dynamics. It might involve challenges or conflicts in relationships, a need to redefine and reassess relationships, or a sense of imbalance and dissatisfaction in relationships. But during the nodal shift, it might be common for people to experience shifts with their relationships and reevaluate their values and priorities. And it's a time where people might be called to take a more assertive or independent stance in their relationships and to work on finding a sense of balance and harmony in life. Codependency versus interdependence may also come up as a theme over the next 18 months with these nodes, as people might need to examine the nature of their relationships and whether they're healthy and supportive or unbalanced and unhealthy. If the nodes are entering, for example, your first or seventh house axis, you can expect significant changes with your identity and your relationships over the next 18 months. If the nodes are in your 4th or 10th house axis, for example, you can expect significant changes with your foundation and your praxis for the next 18 months. But overall, the nodes shifting into the Aries Libra axis can be a time of change, transformation, particularly in the realm of relationships or personal values. So it encourages people in general to reassess your priorities and to work on finding a sense of balance. And this is a shift that's going to be felt strongest for the cardinal houses in our chart. So that's Aries placements, Cancer placements, Libra placements, and Capricorn placements. 
be feeling the nodes a lot more than usual. And so this what this is July 15th. All right, and we're going to move on to the next part of the year. The Venus retrograde number 7, Venus retrograde in Leo, and this happens from July 22nd through September 4th. So Venus is known for its energies of love, relationships, and beauty and hygiene. And it represents our values, our tastes, our relationships, and our ability, our ability to express love and appreciation. And so Venus retrograde is when Venus appears to be moving backwards in the sky from the perspective of Earth. And a Venus retrograde occurs once about every 18 months and lasts about 40 days and 40 nights and has a number of effects on uh, the areas of life associated with Venus. When a planet is retrograde, it brings about reversals of fate, reversals of circumstance, or delays in achieving goals. So during Venus retrograde, some people might feel as though their plans have been disrupted by a larger force. So you want to be patient for the end of summer here with this retrograde. Venus had its own plans, or you had your own plans, but an outside force causes those plans to change or to be put on hold. And this is a time where you might feel like you lose control and that fate is taking over. Retrograde periods in astrology often symbolize a larger force that interrupts the normal flow or the normal trajectory of the planet's energy. So this is a time when we are faced with plot twists or unexpected developments that are outside of our control. It's a time when the universe might be trying to communicate with us or guide us in a different direction. Retrograde planets tend to take us further inward as well. During Venus's retrograde, it's possible that the planet might struggle to resist the changes that are being imposed upon it because Venus will be in a fixed sign, but it will be, it will find alignment with a larger force and adapt to the changes that are being brought about. Ultimately, Venus's retrograde is a time of transformation and inner, gro inner growth and we're forced to let go of our expectations at the time and adjust to new circumstances. Venus retrograding in Leo specifically can bring about a recalibration with self-worth and creativity and confidence and ego and self-expression and connects us deeper in a way that we can tap into our creative energy and assert our needs and desires and express ourselves authentically. But at the same time, Venus retrograding in Leo can bring about challenges related to expressing love and appreciation. Leo is a sign that can be prone to drama, and Venus's energies might challenge us to confront or overcome these tendencies with kindness. This transit might require us to be more mindful of how we express our love and appreciation for others, as well as consider whether our values and priorities are in alignment with those of our loved ones. So let's talk about some areas of life that might be affected by Venus retrograde. We have relationship challenges. Um, we, we might have some conflicts or misunderstandings with loved ones or a need to reassess or redefine, redefine relationships. 
or a sense of disconnection or dissatisfaction in relationships. It's a good time to reflect and reevaluate on the dynamic and balance of your relationships and to consider um, whether you're truly getting your needs met with these connections. It can also bring up unexpected developments and delays in relationships, such as a delay in getting married or starting a new partnership, but it's a good opportunity to reassess relationship values and priorities and to communicate openly and honestly with our loved ones. The other thing that might be affected by this retrograde, finances, financial changes. Venus um, rules finances, so there might be some sort of unexpected financial recalibrations or a change in income or a need to reassess financial priorities and goals while Venus is retrograde. It might implicate changes in finances by causing delays or unexpected developments in financial matters. It includes delays in receiving payments or unexpected expenses coming up. So, so things to keep in mind. It might also be a time when we um, make changes to our spending habits and can also bring up the fact that it's a retrograde also means that it can bring up unresolved issues related to money, such as old debts, old financial agreements that need to be revisited. It's a good opportunity to reassess financial goals and to make sure that your spending is aligned with your values. And also, let's see, Venus's retrograde will also affect changes in self-worth. Um, there may be a need to reassess your personal values or there's a sense of uncertainty or confusion around your self-worth during this retrograde. It's a time when we question whether we're living in alignment with our true values, as I mentioned earlier, and if we're putting our needs and just ourselves first. Um, Venus retrograde can bring up past events that have an impact on our self-worth, like bringing up old wounds or old relationships that need to be addressed. And it's a good time or good opportunity to work on building up your self-esteem and to identify and address any negative self-perceptions that are holding us back. So the other area of life we need to look at is who is this going to affect the most? The fixed signs, first of all, Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, and especially Leo can expect the following 40 days and 40 nights to be an era of reviewing, recalibrating, or reconnecting on some level. So here are a couple things that Aquarius, Taurus, Scorpio, and especially the Leo houses in our charts might expect to experience with a Venus retrograde. Extra Venetian luck in the Leo house of your chart. Delays and unexpected developments in financial matters, such as receiving payments or dealing with unexpected expenses. Reassessing your values and your priorities and changing your spending habits. Um, Reevaluating the dynamic and the balance in your relationships and a need to communicate more openly and honesty, honestly with your loved ones. Maybe there's a sense of recalibration around your self-worth and a need to work on building up self-esteem. And lastly, last thing to watch out for, unresolved issues and past events related to money, relationships, and personal values coming to the surface and needing to be addressed. Now, Taurus Risings, 
Libra Risings, I'm talking to you. Y'all be feeling this a lot more than everyone else. Your ruling planet Venus goes through a whole ass cycle with its retrograde and therefore so do you. During the stations, both July 22nd and September 4th, your volition, your vitality will be lessened. You might feel like you're slogging through mud on those particular days or you're run down or overwhelmed or sick during the station periods. The rest of the retrograde won't be like that, but will be more significant with a longer cycle at play in your life. With all this being said, it's important to keep in mind that Venus retrograde is not necessarily negative or difficult, but just a time to focus on inner growth and self-reflection. It's a very inward time when a planet stations retrograde. There's opportunities to sparkle up the house that it's retrograding in, sparkle up your Leo house because it'll be there extra long because of the retrograde. But taking the time to process and understand the challenges that come up during this Venus retrograde will be able to make positive changes in um, our financial relationship, art situation in the long run, all the Venetian topics. Okay, and the last big 2023 astro events. I want to talk about the final eclipse season. We have the set of eclipses in Taurus and Libra happening in the fall. So we have the finishing off of eclipse season in these signs. And the first one is the solar eclipse on October 14th. I should say the third one, not the first one, but the first one in the fall. And this eclipse occurs at 21 degrees Libra and is associated with balance, harmony, and relationships. And this eclipse might bring about significant endings and beginnings in the Libra house of your chart. It might also bring a focus on balance and harmony as well as taking action and pursuing goals in relationships. But expect a major ending and beginning within the Aries and Libra axis of your chart over the next six months. The last eclipse of the year is the lunar eclipse on October 28th. And this is an eclipse that is at five degrees Taurus and might bring about significant endings and beginnings in the Taurus house of your chart. It's the final eclipse on this axis for the next few years. So it might also bring a focus on transformation and letting go of what's no longer serving. But I think it's more about newness and something new happening. Expect either way the final shift into the end of one era and the beginning of another. And if the eclipses... Let's look at some examples. If the eclipses are hitting your second and eighth house axis, you can expect significant changes with your resources and your mental health over the next six months. If the eclipses are hitting your third and ninth house axis, you can expect significant changes with your mind, your perspectives, and your environment over the next six months. So overall, these eclipses bring very significant changes in our lives, and it's important to be mindful of the energies and themes that are associated with the signs and the degrees involved. And it's also helpful to pay attention to the house topics that are impacted and to take steps to navigate these challenges and make the most of their energies. Okay, so um, here are some tips for navigating the major astro transits of 2023. 
and making the most of their energies. Here's a little coach, a little pep talk from coach, okay? Number one, pay attention to the areas of your life that are being impacted. So identify which of these transits are relevant to you and consider how they're going to be affecting different houses in your chart. This is definitely gonna help you understand the challenges and opportunities that these transits are bringing and helps you focus your efforts on the areas that need it most. This is kind of like a little mini remediation. Just paying attention to the transits and knowing about the transits often works as a remediation. Um, but paying attention to the houses involved. Number two, embrace challenges and opportunities that the transits bring. So we know that they can bring challenges and opportunities, and it's important to be open to both. We don't want to close off half of life's experiences. Embracing the challenges can help you grow and develop while taking advantage of the opportunities can help you make the most of these transits. Number three, how to deal with these transits. Practice self-care and self-compassion. I know, don't roll your eyes, but navigating these transits can be challenging and it's important to take care of yourself and be kind to yourself to navigate this shit. It might include setting healthier boundaries with people, taking breaks when you need them, listening to your body more than ever, seeking support when you need it, and um, finding professional resources as needed. Number four, nice segue, seek guidance and support. We're not meant to do this alone, y'all. We are an interdependent species. We need each other. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or unsure on how to navigate these transits, seek guidance and support from trusted resources, such as other astrologers, therapists, or just other professionals that can help you. These types of people can provide insights and guidance that help you make the most of these transits and help you get unstuck if you feel stuck. You can join the Ninth House Discord server if you want to chat astrology or tarot or occult stuff, if you want a community, if you want insight, support, advice, check out the Discord server. Okay, number five, remediate the planets whose themes are giving you trouble. After you do number one and you figure out who's going to be giving you trouble, make a planetary altar for that planet. Recite Orphic hymns, complete tasks with the intention of pleasing the planet. Make a, make a, have a relationship with the planet that you think will bring you trouble. For more information on that, look out for my remediation episode coming out soon. Okay, and lastly, number six, remember that these transits are temporary. Do not hype yourself up. Do not give yourself paranoia. All of this is temporary and you've gone through so much already. Nothing is going to be as hard as all that. So, you know, keep in mind that eventually all of this will pass. It'll help you stay grounded and focused if you remember that these transits are temporary and it helps you keep perspective when you're facing challenges. So that's what I have for 2023's big events. The next two years are gonna include some major shifts for all of the zodiac signs. And the majority of the transits for 2023 bring a wide range of energies and themes that impact all different areas of our lives. We have Saturn entering Pisces, bringing a focus on spirituality and creativity and inner growth and maybe bringing challenges related to boundaries and self-discipline. We have Pluto entering Aquarius, which might bring a focus on societal and technological change, as well as transformation of collective values and beliefs. 
Jupiter enters Taurus, which is, brings a sense of expansion and abundance and focus on security, stability, and material success. Venus retrogrades in Leo, bringing a focus on relationships, self-worth, and creativity, as well as challenges related to expressing love and appreciation. And we also have all of the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. We have the nodes shifting signs, bringing significant endings and beginnings to the Aries and Libra houses of our charts over the next 18 months. So to make the most out of the major astro transits of 2023, it's important to approach them with patience, flexibility, and an open mind. Embracing both the challenges and the opportunities can help you navigate these transits and cultivate personal growth and development. With these qualities in mind, you'll be well equipped to make the most of the astrological shifts and take positive steps forward. Remember, y'all got this. So that's what I have. Thank you so much for being here. Again, don't forget, if you want to join a cool occult community, you can chat with me and a bunch of other cool people in the Ninth House Discord. The link to join is in the description. Thank you all so much for being here. Comment below if you have any questions or if you need any clarification. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you got something out of this. And I'll see y'all next time. Bye!